John, which part that you fell asleep to is your favorite? Oh my god, what have I done? Eggs Benedict Cumberbatch. Who the fuck is singing? Yeah, again, I don't know why I'm defending any of this. Okay, so I was right. Suck it, Zach. Love I it. will I fucking end you. <laughs> oh no, and this is the crazy thing about balls. Like, the more... The more <laughs> Hello everybody, and welcome to episode 31 of Middle of the Road, the podcast. I am not Zach Goldenberg. I'm Ben, taking over as host this week. Luckily, Lauren and John are still here with me to discuss A Quiet Place, John Krasinski's new horror film, following a family hiding from... Can we really go into what they are, or... Just hiding from something that hunts by sound. Uh, I wrote my review over the weekend. I was a huge fan of the film. And we're going to briefly go over our thoughts, spoiler-free, and then we will dive into spoiler territory. We may also have a discussion about seeing films in theater versus at home or streaming. Uh, Lauren, what did you think of A Quiet Place, since this was your pick, uh for our episode it wasn't my pick we all picked it i think it took us a while to figure out like i think we didn't realize at first that it was on there and then once we all i don't know when the actual release date was announced because it felt like it was during like the super bowl or something and then suddenly it was just like we need to see this screw whatever we had planned (laughs) yeah okay yeah but you you were definitely the champion of getting this one specifically you were very excited about it uh did that excitement pay off uh, yes, I really, like, I mean, okay, I haven't seen every movie that's come out this year so far, but of the movies I've seen, this is probably my favorite so far this year. Um, I thought it was really well done, like, the acting was great from everyone, and, like, I didn't know how it was gonna play out without having a lot of dialogue, like, they still had, um, sign language and stuff like that, so subtitles from time to time, but it never really felt like the movie was missing something if that makes sense. Like, they used it really effectively. And, like, I just, I got really into it. There's one part where I don't know if it was just because I was, like, really in the moment about, like, just if it was um, an intense moment or if it was more of a, like, a reaction to be like, oh, God, be quiet. But at one part, I, like, legitimately put my hand in my mouth and, like, I don't make a noise moment because, <laughs> like, I can't really go into detail of why it happened, but... Let's, yeah, I was really engrossed by this movie, and I thought it was like pretty much great all around. John, uh, yeah, similar to Lauren, I've like, I I'm not, I like to say that I'm really into like horror and thriller, th- excuse me, thriller, fr- yeah, thriller <laughs> films, um, but I don't see a lot. Um, but like, if there's something like on syndication on TV, um, and I'm not doing anything, I'll definitely stop and watch it. But, um. Yeah, so that being said, I've never had as much of a visceral reaction as, like, before in a theater, with a couple, like, exceptions, like, I think Hobo and a Shotgun, I'm not sure if I've officially seen it, because I was looking at the, like, floor 90% of the time, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, like I, res- I, exact same thing that Lauren just said, I, uh, there was there were some noticeable times when I felt like I had to be quiet as well, and so I would like p- 
put my like shirt over my mouth and like start like biting into my shirt. And I was just like, this looks weird. Like people like around me must think I'm an idiot or something like that. Um, so yeah, it was very visceral, very compelling. Um, also I think one of the things I kept thinking throughout this movie was like, I will finally, I can finally not see John Krasinski as Jim. Like, I don't see a lot of John Krasinski films because I just feel like... Because he's... Yeah, he's Jim from The Office. It, I actually... What was the one that he got super ripped for? It was the Michael Bay movie. The, the 13 Hours, I was going to say, like, that, I was kind of like, he's good, but he's still, like, ah, I still see Jim. But yeah, John, you're, you're totally right. This is just... He separates himself from it completely. And he's he's got those looks where it's just like... The, that you can relate to or maybe feel kind of nostalgic because it's like classic like emotional gym kind of yeah all those asides to the camera like yeah <laughs> <laughs> the creature just comes out of nowhere and he just like rolls his eyes yeah um no like it's like he's a very like props to john krasinski he's a very empathetic actor um and he can convey a lot of emotion but i actually preferred this role because i just it seemed more natural and genuine like i don't know after a while in the office jim actually really bothered me and i thought he was he was kind of annoying um so it was refreshing to see him in another super empathetic role that like i i had almost no choice but to cheer for so yeah i mean that might speak to just i mean he was what a director a producer a writer and the star so like that might have helped his performance just with how like like how much of himself was put into this movie making it to begin with yeah and i i think part part of why he's also just he's so good in it because he plays so well off of emily blunt mm-hmm. which which makes sense because they're actually married and like i mentioned in my review if this is krasinski's first foray into horror and it's this good I would love to see him continue to work in this this genre for a while. Yeah, like, I was watching an interview of him recently. He said something about how he did. I mean, obviously it's a horror film, but he wanted like he didn't necessarily write it as a horror film so much as just like a family drama. And I think that definitely plays in the movie. Like the, I really enjoyed everything with the family, and you like feel all their emotions and. They like you don't have that many conversations necessarily, but like whenever they would say something, like they get into the um, the stuff that the daughter was dealing with, it never felt like out of place or anything. It's like I believe it. Everything they were saying, it just felt like a really great family unit. It was. It's, it's kind of like. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was done. I was rambling. <laughs> it's it's kind of like Game of Thrones, I think, where it's like it's a political drama that just happens to be in this fantasy world. And this is a family drama that just happens to be in a horror film. Yeah, you said it much better than I did in lesser words. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's why this... It's also why Game of Thrones works so well. It's because it's organic. It doesn't feel like, ooh, let's like throw these genres together. It's like, no, they just happen to coincide and work really well. Mm -hmm. It It never feels forced in any way. Yeah, that said, they definitely um, don't skimp on the horror elements to the movie. Like, uh, like, can we just go ahead and get into a- spoilers? <laughs> can I just um, say... Before like, we... Before- yeah, go ahead. You go ahead first. Go, no, no, go ahead, John. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, For 
anyone who doesn't follow me on Twitter, which you should follow me on Twitter, uh, the the other you gonna tell them what I your handle is? This, well, I'll tell. They'll tell me. I'll, they'll find out later. Well, um, no, they're not gonna do it. <laughs> I tweeted out: "This is the best M Night Shyamalan film that M Night Shyamalan wished wished." He wrote. I got so worried when you said that because I was like, oh no, there's going to be this stupid twist, isn't there? <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, I guess kind of, but not really. Um, say, there's no like, twist. Every, uh, there's a, there's a, re- there's still, a, there's a reveal, I would Okay, argue. reveal and twist are different. I was yeah. going to, actually, it's funny because you mentioned that, John, because the ending of the movie, like how that played out, it reminded me of one. Yeah, um, I'm with M. you on that one. <laughs> in particular. Yeah. Which I can't say without, well, without I mean, the spoilers. Well, I mean, it's the obvious <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we're all on the same wavelength here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, well, so I think there's, Everything about the feel of this movie, like this movie, like if we're just talking about like the directing as well and the cinematography, it was beautiful and gorgeous. And I loved uh, how intentional it was and how deliberate it was with like shots and like building scenery and that kind of thing. And that's I feel like we've we've kind of turned into horror. Like I feel like M. Night Shyamalan was great at doing that kind of thing. Um, But even with like The Walking Dead and like the recent kind of. reemergence of the zombie genre like they really like to focus on the environment to really build up uh the context and the stakes sort of and even i guess with the uh with the trend of apocalyptic movies too they really want to focus on like this is how treacherous the landscape is um and i love that this film did that very well in a very Shyamalan type way um i kind of wish the score was better it didn't really have as good of a score as some of Shyamalan's films um, that really played off of it. But yeah, was there it was a sti- score period for this one? There were there were some there were there was some only one numbers, music but... moment that I remember, well, and it worked really well. <laughs> well, to be honest, I think I the only thing I think could improve this movie is if they removed it entirely. No, no music whatsoever. Um. I don't know, cause because when they did it, it worked really well for me. It's like, uh, but again, I can't talk about the moment. <laughs> yeah, it took a little bit of the realism, uh, you know, considering the movie's uh, story, but it took a little bit of that from me. Um, I was reading this article that this was almost a Cloverfield film. Oh, that's oh yeah, I was going to ask talking. you guys about that after you gave us that, that article. And to be honest, that would have been a better Cloverfield film. Than uh, the dumpster fire that was Paradox. Well, yeah, but, but anything would have been a better Cloverfield movie. Hey, yeah, that's yeah. hey, <laughs> listeners. The Cloverfield Paradox wasn't that bad. I don't it know what awful. they're talking about. <laughs> then again, I was kind of like feverish and like running how, a flu of like a hundred and yeah. So degrees. half of what you remember, how, but like you probably can't tell often, the difference between your hallucinations and what was actually good. in the movie. How often do Zach, Lauren, and I have the same strong feelings about a film? <laughs> I don't think we've like. What was the last one? Maybe Blade Runner. Yeah, I, guess. I think so. <laughs> so like um, two for so thirty episodes off- or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So not often. So the other thing I wanted to ask you guys and Zach and I briefly talked about this. I think you guys were in this with us too. The uh, this was on our text thread about seeing a movie in theaters versus oh, yeah, seeing a movie uh, in streaming. I 
to be honest, I think that was that kind of hurt this movie for me because every silent moment you could hear like the pitter patter of feet oh, yeah. on the ground. Everyone in my theater should be dead right now. Oh, yeah, and that's <laughs> man, I was thinking we need some of these things to just guard theaters yeah. so people shut up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like but, so quiet in the movie and someone next to me is just like fiddling with one of their rappers and it's just like, Oh my god <laughs> And it's I think Zach Zach wanted us to make sure that you listeners are aware that he is a very strong believer of seeing movies in theaters, which part of me agrees with. I think it, it in a perfect world, that is the ideal place to see a movie. Mm-hmm. However, most people who go to movies kind of suck. Yeah. So we end up with like people who've got their phone vibrating in their pocket. And they you just know. added these recliners that have like electronics in them. <laughs> <laughs> Super loud whirring. Yeah. Um, the munching of popcorn. I could hear all of these noises because this movie, which has such an emphasis on silence, was silent. So it's just these, like, just everyone, you know, even like the people who are trying to be considerate, they're just making noise by existing. Um, so I, I think this is a movie. So I Ben is it. opting for and advocating for non-existence of people. All right. Yeah, no, that's about For right. the record. <laughs> yes. All I know is I went to the movie today because it was supposed to be a time where no one's at the theater, and my oh. theater was full. Yeah, when you when you texted that, I'm like, oh, no. Lauren's, <laughs> Lauren's not going to enjoy this as much. Um, but It's like, I'm happy I, for the I, movie that it's apparently doing well, but at the yeah, same time, the second, I need my quiet time. <laughs> I think it had the second highest opening weekend domestically. Out of any movie this year, so aside from Black I was Panther, say it was, yeah, other ones definitely Black that's, Panther. That's and that's kind of interesting too because horror movies are now, which were usually not a financially, like they didn't make blockbuster dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jaws was you know essentially the first blockbuster, but since then it hadn't that that genre hadn't been as big. But then it came out and that you know made a killing. <laughs> killing and then um oh gosh now we have now we have a movie like this that's doing something similar well, and, uh, but also it, we can't we can't take away from the fact that there's a couple of things going for this film in that one there's the there's the kitsch i i, I kitsch is a bad word there's the trope of oh it's supposed to be like almost a completely quiet film where there's like no talking and no dial there's dialogue but not spoken dialogue that's kind of interesting so there's there's the uh, novelty almost of that that some people are gonna be like oh i should see this just for that reason or whatever then there's the fact that you've got john krasinski and emily blunt in it so two very recognizable faces and for the first time i think sharing the screen as husband and wife so people are like oh we've got to see that just to see how that works kind of thing um i don't think anyone I don't think it was hyped up enough that it also had a child deaf actress in the movie. I saw that on Facebook on a on a now this kind of thing. And I was just like, oh, I didn't realize the actress was actually deaf. That's really cool. So, like, there's there are a lot of things going for this film to draw a lot more mainstream appeal that otherwise... Like, if you had changed, like, a lot of aspects of that, like, say, if you would have given two random actors and actresses to be the mother daughter or excuse me mother father roles like i'm not sure if it would have done as well maybe 
Um, I mean, horror does well. And I and I, think and I don't think anyone goes to this movie. Well, I mean, I did because I like both of them, but a lot of people I don't think are seeing this because Emily Blunt's in a horror film. I mean, yeah, she's a great actress, but I I don't know if it matters so much when it comes to horror who's starring in it. I mean, it definitely does in this one, but overall, genre-wise. Yeah. I would that's I fair. would also argue that this is one of the first horror movies in a while that's super original. Like, we're getting a lot of sequels. We're getting, you know, The Controverse. We're getting uh, remakes. Insidious, Purge. Yeah, sequels, remakes, reboots, uh, spinoffs, cinematic universes. And then along comes this one that's just, it's its own thing, and it's fantastic for it. Yeah, um, and like I don't, I kind of wonder. I wish I could have asked everyone in the theater why they came to it because it was like, it was all sorts of um, generations in my theater. Is a lot of people they don't look like the typical horror audience. Like grandparents were in this seeing it, and I kind of it's just interesting to see. I wonder what their draw to it was. If well, was- I think it, I think you mentioned it before. You both of you, it's. It's a human story about yeah. a family surviving within the context of this apocalyptic horror uh, environment. So it's the focus was on, and I would almost bet like about 70, 80% of the film was not about necessarily the horror aspect, but the family, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, the survival was, was definitely key to that and in, in, integral to that. But when you're telling a story as universal as a family, like and that's going to draw anyone, right? Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if that was necessarily played up in the trailers. I'm trying to remember. I would also say that judging a horror, the horror audience is just—it's so difficult to do. I the time I really figured out that I, I there's no way I'll ever predict it was. Uh, do you guys remember the Green Room? That uh, I haven't yeah, seen that one yet. I, I haven't I seen to, it yet. But I know with it's Anton on Yelchin but... passing. I've kind of. Yeah been off on his movies for a little while so, so it's a just rest um, in power for the audience yeah. for the audience to hear as well it's it's a fantastic horror mil- movie people are this band has to deal with like this nazi rally kind of thing and when i went to see this like opening day in theaters i was the youngest person in the theater by like 40 years hmm. and there well, were, it had like, patrick stewart people. in it you know <laughs> i guess but it's like there are people like you know, my near my grandparents' age, just seeing yeah. this movie, and I'm just like, what is going on? Yeah, I guess that's but, true. I shouldn't judge an audience. I and actually, when I think about <laughs> it, it's more that this audience again was full. When I'm used to seeing horror films, I'm like the only person in the theater usually. Oh, so I I think I got us off track, and I I apologize for that. Um, how do you guys feel about? theater versus uh home oh you feeling. know how we feel well i feel anyway i'm not sure how john feels john tends to ignore well, our text chats well he texted something today didn't he like wasn't that you john or was that no that was you or yeah. <laughs> we do look well, strikingly similar i i the thing i love about seeing a movie in theater is like the giant screen and like that feeling of being feeling small and being immersed in the story. So in general, I will opt for... Um, and that's not to say that I don't not like... Like, maybe just, like, watching a movie at home. Like, 
within the quiet like context of uh my comfort um or even with like someone else or something like that but i i like the immersiveness of a giant screen and feeling like drawn into the film especially if it's something a movie with such a big scope so like if i'm watching like the lord of the rings or any kind of adventure film or even like a film like this i guess for uh that matter um but uh so that's why i'm i was so i was so shocked by the behavior of people in the theater especially within the context of this film which is supposed to be one about like being quiet and like really paying attention and that kind of thing i was just like how are these people seriously like like there was at one point when it was like pretty quiet and these guys in the top of the theater they were just talking to each other and they i like they shut up really quickly but like i was just like how are you even like why are you like just talking normally to the person next to you like why are you not even attempting a whisper and i was just like this is like i and one thing i also want to like kind of add into the conversation is the advent of the dine-in theater oh i hate I'm, it I'm not sure how I feel about it anymore because I hate it. it takes away from the whole like, oh, now there's going to be like an attendant walking in front of the screen. Yeah, I don't need point. a waitress standing in front of me while I'm trying to watch a movie. Yeah, and taking your order. Like, I, I kind of miss the novelty of, no, you get there like 30 minutes beforehand so you can get your popcorn, you can get your seat and mentally prepare yourself yeah. for what you're about to and do. And like the, uh, the menu, the dine-in theaters have stuff like fish in it. It's like, don't put fish on your menu, man. That's just going to overwhelm me. Hot dog, theater I hot would, dogs are bad enough. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys have one near you, but they're, the, the Alamo Drafthouse chain actually does a fantastic job of it. Um, it's minimal interruption. Like, I would argue it's, like, people, you know, with their phones vibrating or whispering, like, rows away mm -hmm. are more distracting, in my opinion. And, um... They they have a pretty great menu of both food and booze, uh, and it's just they they do a really good job. They also have a very strict no talking policy. Like they'll kick you out without a refund if you talk twice. Yeah, I, I like that. Which, which I I remember being like, ah, I don't really know if I want to go, and then I heard that, and I'm like, oh fuck yeah, we're going. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I was fortunate uh, for this movie, which we should actually get back to talking about this movie. But um, yeah. I was fortunate in, like, as soon as the lights went down, this woman was like, <laughs> this stickler woman behind me was just like, the guy next to me had his phone out. And she was like, you better put that away. I was like, yes, I love this woman already. We're going to be best friends. <laughs> like, every theater <laughs> needs one of those women in it. <laughs> so, yeah, a quiet place. So... Any last little impressions before we jump into spoilers? No, I'm ready to start talking. Let's spoil it. So spoilers? Sure. Spoilers. 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 Okay, we're talking about signs, right? That was yeah, totally definitely signs. Oh, okay. Except <laughs> this one worked better than the water thing for me. <laughs> Which, oh my god. Walking out of the theater, some guy in front of me was like, that's so stupid. Like, all of a sudden, this, like, this sound 
messes with the guy and he could die now. It's like, uh, duh, his face got opened up for the first time because he was freaking out and he got all his squishy insides exposed. That's how he died, stupid. And he rolled his eyes. I, mean, I didn't call him stupid, obviously. But I just, I couldn't help but interject into this random guy's conversation because it's like, clearly you didn't understand it. Are you serious? Oh, man. I I wish I was there to see Haiba <laughs> going off on a fucking ignoramus. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, were, but I really also- like this movie. And him cra- like crapping on it at the end, I was like, uh-uh, I am not having this. No, I hear you, girl. Girl, <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure how I felt about it, like for a split second, and then she cocks the shotgun, and I'm like, "Oh okay, yeah, it's like that's uh, awesome." Like I'm so glad that- I liked how it ended, but at the same time, it's like I want to see her just like going full on Edge of Tomorrow, mowing down aliens. <laughs> like- so that was that was one thing that I was kind of worried about. Um, like it, it got me thinking about the "I hate it, but I love it" episode about Fight Club, and like this idea of like. Uh, reverting back to the way things used to be and how that actually does kind of harken on kind of this like patriarchal dominated like uh, values or societies or whatever. And I was like, are the, are the portrayals of like family structure and family roles on this kind of, are they, are they kind of taboo? Like for instance, like John Krasinski is like the hunter gatherer kind of person, and he's I always did get going a little out. Because she was, he kept taking his son places. Like, Why well, can't the well, daughter go? Well, and I think I think for I in his defense, the thing that I felt better about that was just the idea of, and I loved how they played this up throughout the film of whenever they wanted you to be in her position, like they would have that cut to like a. Uh, a shot of her but then they just cut the audio yeah it's so like if it, it wasn't quiet yeah. enough then it got quieter for her exactly and you, it emphasized the fact that like oh she can't hear a goddamn thing yeah. and so when john krasinski's saying that like no you can't go it's not because of, it's obviously not because he hates her or he's still like torn up over mm-hmm. the i mean loss that of their could be in it a little son. bit without him necessarily knowing it like i he mean could sure. blame her but i definitely agree with what you're saying I think it's, yeah, it's like hearing, like, when hearing is already so important. Yeah, like, like more important than it ever was. The reason that finally clicked for me was like, okay, I get it now, was when she was standing in the cornfield and the one was behind her and she had absolutely no idea it came and went behind her. Like, oh, okay, yeah, so it scary. makes sense now. I get why he's taking his son places, in, even though he's terrified to go. And that was a good moment. It It led to a great moment between him and his son, too. Oh, yeah. And again, like, I, like there's so many family elements of this film where you're just like, you you get taken out of the fact of, oh, I'm watching a horror film, actually. And the, that I thought made it, like, all the more compelling. Mm-hmm. But, but I think, so th- there was that aspect. And then the shots of her, um, of Emily Blunt, like, she's, and obviously she's pregnant, so she's homeridden, I get it, and... She obviously has some medical knowledge because she found the medicine at the beginning of the film and she was using the stethoscope and all this kind of stuff. So it's not like she's this weak, frail creature, but like to see her. <laughs> if like, you don't portrait- know how to use a th- stethoscope, you're a weakling. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. No, she. But seeing her like do the laundry and hang it up, it was just it just felt very kind of like on the nose to me. And I started thinking and I was just like, OK. I don't know when I realized it or when I thought it, but I was like, someone is going to die in this film. And if it's 
John Krasinski, I hate that they're going to like <laughs> I now granted, was it super emotional and compelling and was I like, crying? Oh yes. yeah. That was when but... I wished the movie was much louder because I was ugly sniffling in there. It's like, "No Krasinski, no, no, please stop it." <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's like this kind of this machismo like christ like of course you're gonna give the sacrificial uh, it didn't play that way to me though it just felt like he was doing what had to be done to protect his family it wasn't because he was a man it was just because it was necessary no for sure for sure i would have loved if well so the three and she was a little distracted emily blunt was no this is true (laughs) so the three scenarios i had playing in my head was either okay john krasinski is gonna kill or like sacrifice himself emily blunt could or maybe they both could and that would be super badass and then the kids just like dominate this apocalyptic (laughs) world together um even though that's like completely implausible and so when john krasinski did i was just like I don't know, like, how much, like, essentially all we've seen Emily, well, even though she had to, she gave birth by herself, essentially, and she had to, like, she had to navigate, like, What do you mean by herself, essentially? I mean, the alien was there, is that what you're Yeah, yeah, well, like, (laughs) like, she had to, like, It was down between her legs, like, breathe, push! Like, I just, I I was really worried about the gender portrayals and, like, the gender roles that at, like, at about the halfway mark, I was just like, I don't know where, what direction this is going to go. So, Ben, to get back what you were saying, at the very end when they showed Emily Blunt cocking that shotgun, which is what I was trying to get back to, sorry. Um, that was the most badass thing ever. And I'm like, okay, no, I am totally in with this movie. Go Emily Blunt. You're going to kick ass and love it. You were totally in with this movie at the last second of the movie. Well, not in with this, <laughs> but like, I, I felt a lot better. I felt more at ease, I guess I'll say. Yeah. To be, to be totally honest, it felt like kind of like the ending of Cloverfield Lane where it's just like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to take the fight to them raw, but it actually felt better where it's just like, oh, you know, um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is driving down this way. Cool. As opposed to, oh, she's yeah. going to fuck him up. That's yeah, awesome. Like, with, Clover, <laughs> with 10 Cloverfield Lane, I was like, I hope we get a sequel to this eventually where maybe we could see, or maybe not hope, I want, but it's like, I would be up for a sequel with her. Where this is like, I mean, yeah, I'd love a sequel, but it doesn't feel necessary to me. It's like, I yeah. have hope for these Clo- people. I can think of what I think will happen and what I want to happen anyway. And I'm fine with this movie or story ending here. Yeah. And it's not that I, I don't like Ten Lane. Ten Lane oh, is yeah, also I love that movie. a fantastic film. Um, and then the, the 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 I gotta say my only real beef um, with this movie at all is that there are two decisions made that are just so goddamn stupid. And it's be and normally I'm like okay with the trope because it's like it's a horror movie. They're gonna go in the basement. They're gonna you know, ask if someone's home. They're going to split up. That's, but with, with the characters, with Blunt's character and Krasinski's character, who have consistently demonstrated how much smarter that they are, they are than the average bear, that they're just doing all this prep, all this planning on the fly. Um, I think leaving the toy rocket ship sitting there <laughs> yeah. in the beginning of the movie was fucking stupid. I think that really pissed me off. They just believed their son was going to listen to them. <laughs> yeah, 
And Which kind of plays other... into that you would be- you could believe him blaming his daughter because the only reason he had it again was that she handed it to him as in, it's okay for you to take this. Yeah. Which, P.S., can one... we talk about that moment? I wanted to say, well, I- you can finish what you're saying. Sorry, go on. And, and the other one, and the only reason I didn't cry at Krasinski's death, which it still definitely impacted me. But I'm I like I was looking. It's like, dude, you could have thrown that axe like thirty feet and made a noise just to send it that way. You could have thrown something else somewhere else. You didn't have to die right there. Like I yeah, get but it. There's like it, no guarantee the axe will make a big noise. It's a little distracted, like hitting that car. That would be the louder noise in that instance. That's I guess that's fair. It just felt it still felt a little silly to me. I don't all, know. It but, felt necessary um, to me, but I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, it's 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 a small nitpick over you know. It's it's still like I I'm not like oh it was terrible just it really stuck out mm-hmm. especially because of how smart the characters were previously like Emily Blunt hiding in the bathtub yeah I mean it just birth, kind of plays which back is to also that abs oh my god that was so scary <laughs> yeah but uh sorry Lauren go I was ahead. just you gonna were... say the moment with Krasinski just plays off of that conversation he and Emily Blunt had where it's like who are we if we can't protect our children like what would we do to protect our children. It was just the biggest example of what he would do to protect his children right there. Yeah, and I think she she almost feels like a little bit of guilt because she had just she had just said like protect them no matter what, promise me. You know, and which I she guess does. was kind of kind of a lead or kind of a a tell, I suppose. Yeah, like but a, a, they weren't all going to survive. You just said yourself you knew someone was going to die. Yeah, oh enough. my god, I knew someone was going to die. This is the moment I wanted to talk about earlier that we didn't get to. Like, there was such a big oh my god moment when the kid with the rocket ship actually died. So it's like, it was, oh, they mean you, business. <laughs> did you guys, yeah, yeah. Did, did you guys see that in the trailer? Where well, you don't see him die. You don't see you him see die, the, that's, what, that's what it is. Yeah. So you see everything about that scene Except for the end where the yeah, creature... In, t- never in a million years would I have assumed he died in that scene. Yeah, in that trailer, I'm like, oh, duh. He, like, stops and, like, he, he, he grabs, grabs the, the kid of time. there's like, no noise. You're, you're yeah. watching to see <laughs> how it resolves because it's going to resolve for the better. And then it's like, oh, no. John Krasinski was like, fuck you, audience. Like, this yeah, kid's going to die and, like, serve for an emotional arc throughout the movie for like, all the characters. I don't want to, like, root for, like, killing children, but this is, like, it's it's such a strong, like, it, it, yeah, like you said, it just shows they're not fucking around. As soon as, like, it's the same thing with, like, It and The Witch, where it's, like, the first thing that happens is a kid gets killed. It's like, oh, damn, this world is dark and sad. It works. Yeah, <laughs> really yeah 100%. Well. <laughs> well, and I love that, it, it added such depth to the characters from then on, too, right? So even that little scene where John Krasinski's at the, like, tower and he's uh, the watchtower or whatever and he's looking at the pictures or when Emily Blunt's in the room of her of her youngest, her former youngest or whatever, or even just the way the, uh, the main actress... Uh, child actress. I don't. I don't know. Also, none of the characters had names, did they? They technically have names, but I don't think they ever used them. Yeah. yeah. So the uh, deaf had. Which we, I, we, what is this like, actress's she, name? She, uh, she needs the, to get d- the young girl's name. Yeah. Uh, Millicent Simmons. 
Okay, shout out to you. You, I am so excited. I, I hope you get yeah, so I've, many roles in the future. I think she's only been in one other one. movie. Yeah, Wonderstruck. That's the only other movie she's done. I I gotta say, like the most the most emotional I got in the movie was when she brought the rocket ship to his yeah, grave. Yeah, that was and that turned was the rough. lights on without <laughs> the without the sounds. I'm like, oh god, oh that hurts so much. My <laughs> Why soul. is my heart aching? <laughs> Like, everything about that kid's death rang through the rest of the movie. And I loved how that added to the tension and to the conflict and to the interactions, the undertones of the interactions between each of the characters. Like, whether it was the tension between John Krasinski and Millicent, as, like, Millicent feels this resentment that maybe or may not, she may or may not be projecting, um, John Krasinski feels this like overwhelming sense of guilt, as is Millicent too. Yeah, it just ah, uh, it was it was a ballsy play and it worked off beautifully. Bravo to the writers. Also, side note, the the older brother is played by the same guy who played the kid in Suburbicon, one of my favorite Coen Brothers films. One of the like two you've oh, seen, right? Yeah, whatever. It's still a good film. <laughs> it is him. <laughs> Um, one other thing I absolutely loved, and I mentioned this in my review too, is that you don't see what the monsters really look like until like the very, very end. You like, you do, you see, but you don't like. They show more than half like, the other movies will show, even if it's just yeah, like a you, glimpse and you like blink yeah, and you'll miss you it. You see like yeah, you see like a quick shape, but you or, like, never the like it. You see the, the legs a decent amount. Yeah, but you never see the definition of it mm-hmm. until the very and like that's like jaws level where you're just like fuck i kind of know what this thing looks like but it's so scary because i I don't most people before jaws know what sharks look like no but it's 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 that idea of the (laughs) yeah no i'm monster being withheld um that you just don't like that that you kind of know but you're still it's a it's an unknown so you Mm -hmm. have that that dread that anxiety and Again, goddamn, John Krasinski nailed that. Like, that is not an easy balance to have, like, done that well, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you guys think of the design? It was kind of like, I can see, it kind of had a Cloverfield resemblance in the legs, now that we were talking yeah, about it. It does. Was it was so- kind of like a demigorgon, demidog, meets the Cloverfield monster. With its, like, yeah, that's what face. I was thinking. Well, it was way. It was yeah. also way spidery. Like I guess, I don't know. Like the way it like was, I don't know. It was free. Like if I saw one in my room right now, I would be freaked out. Like yeah, regardless. It, I mean, design can <laughs> yeah, be really sure hard. So. Like it could have looked stupid really easily, and I thought it was done well. I would say it. It the four influences are for me. It was the Demogorgon. Uh, Clover, a like, and, and this is for audio, but it sounded like a predator with the clicking, and then a velociraptor. Like it had that same kind of. So is that too, kind of like just... an echolocation type thing, the clicking, or was that just be, a random noise it made? Yeah, I was. I mean... That's one thing I will kind of complain about is like we keep they built up the whole noise thing in like I just like I wish I had details like what's the range like on that. And then do they also have a great sense of smell? Because, like, in some scenes, it's like, 
what happened after the one killed the son in the beginning? Did they have to stand there super quiet? Did they get to run away? Like, how did that resolve? Because in this, that the aliens or aliens, I don't know if there was more than one in the last scenes. It's like, it was there for, it was persistent. I can tell you that much. So it was like, I was just kind of interested. It's like, what was it? I don't know. It's hard to understand. It's like, I don't know. I'm rambling again. Like, that was my just one complaint. It's like, why is it not leaving yet? <laughs> I, I, that is a good question. And I also, um, I just, God, the, I would love to know more about these things. Yeah. And they're, they're aliens, right? Because there was I that, think that we're supposed to assume they, they are. It was a meteor, right? So they, they must Oh, I have... must, I missed that if there was one of, like, a newspaper clipping that said that. Yeah. And then there's, there's like a... How did they not like, like bombs did not work? Nothing. I mean, sort. he said that it like... had armor, so I'm assuming like it's very strong armor, like their outer yeah. shell. Okay, well, I guess maybe. Which they could have kind of shown that too. It's kind of my complaint with Wonder Woman that they never showed like anything hitting it necessarily. So it's like, okay, so what is the strength of this alien's outer shell? One of the one of the things that I did kind of have a. It's not a big deal but nitpicky again since we we're talking about it and it's it's the shaman esque moment where and i remember <laughs> at the beginning so first of all it was also it was also very brilliant brilliantly written where when they're showing when they're the opening scenes of the movie and they're showing you the abandoned towns or whatever and they're showing you the newspaper clippings and the very first one we see is like the new york post or whatever and the huge tagline is just, it's sound. Mm-hmm. And it's the only thing you see. And so you're like, oh, that's what they're trying to say is like the thing that's giving away people's positions or whatever, the thing that they're picking up on. And then I and remember too late. <laughs> the first thing or the first time you see the whiteboard and you see his like brainstorming and stuff like that. And I remember seeing the question, what is its weakness? Mm-hmm. And Without I remember question, thinking, like, a question mark. why? Well, no, or even like, it, <laughs> no, I'm just I don't being, remember. I was just joking about how there wasn't a question mark on the whiteboard. And I was like, well, that's not correct. Oh, I didn't I didn't even <laughs> realize I didn't even realize that. I thought there was no but, like, it's just, just weakness was like, like it was boxed off. Well, I just remember, like, who would take the time to write out this full question? Like, they, it's almost like they're really trying to I mean, emphasize when you're running circles around things, you'll it. just. Like go through the motions to maybe something will click eventually if you just write stuff out. Well, I guess, but like I think, like that same sort of thing. And you know, if later in the movie you need your daughter to save everyone, you need to have those things written on the wall. (laughs) Well, that's that's it. That's how that like (laughs) when when it had that reveal or whatever, and you see the clipping right by the whiteboard, and Mm -hmm. it says, "What is the weakness? It's sound." (laughs) And I'm like, "Oh, Shyamalan, you did it again." Yeah. It's just like, oh, <laughs> but you weren't even part of this movie. I was, was okay with it, though, because they worked it in throughout the movie. It wasn't just no, randomly at the end. Yeah. It's like, it and hates they water. They yeah. And they don't they don't kill, like, they don't eat people, right? Like, wasn't we don't that one know. of the things, too? That's one, another well, no, question on I board. have with you. The woman who board, died, was... what happened to her? Did that guy kill her, or was it an alien attack? And he was just like, well, screw it, I'm done now. I don't know, but I, there was there was something on the board, uh, Krasinski's board, that said they don't eat, like they oh, don't eat the I people they kill. So, so do you do you think it's just like they 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 kill things that make sound because 
they they don't like any noise, let alone the the hearing aid feedback that like super hurts them. Yeah, then why are they on our planet? If they're not here to like for resources or something. Well, I mean, if they came on you a know meteor, what? I'm not gonna think probably, about it. That they probably yeah. <laughs> but if they came on a meteor, it wasn't really like let's steer this to a you different. You don't know quiet what technology <laughs> they have. <laughs> Apparently, they don't have noise canceling headphones. Well, I mean, yeah, they sh- that's their bad. <laughs> <laughs> and all, I mean, he saved them in the end, guys, because he built that thing, and it was such a great moment when she saw how hard he was working for her. <laughs> Like, yeah. Oh, it was sad. Really, yeah, just that pile of... Yeah, and another reason I'm okay with that, like, them finally having a moment at the end where they reveal that they can kill it. I just The badass like, moment of Emily yeah. Blunt yeah, okay. the shotgun? <laughs> yeah, it's just so cool. Well, that, and then that before awesome. that, and before that, um, Millicent just, like, turning the volume up to max and, like, oh, <laughs> that shit's was about so to get great. real. <laughs> she looks at, like, the microphone and is like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> It's like they're just gonna have. They need to put up giant speakers. But, ugh. So now know. my question is: if they kill those two, like, what's gonna happen? Are they gonna go back to? I mean, they can't just act like nothing's on going on because I assume there was more than three that wiped out humanity. Well, I mean, but they're wait, gonna okay, have to start on, going but... around to those other campfires they see at night and tell them how to kill the aliens, and they're gonna save the world. <laughs> Okay, that was the implication right. that there was there, there were, were other more, families out there. There were other people. They just hadn't. They didn't want to risk interacting with them. Well, I think putting yeah. that many and people guess, in one place might have been too risky. And I mean, using that hearing aid even without the speaker, it was enough to to scare them off. So I assume they'll be protected. No, they weren't scared off. They were going. coming towards it, but they couldn't do anything. They couldn't get to it. It was. Like, didn't, didn't it kind of, like, the one of them got close and then left? I don't remember this. Am I am I remembering it wrong? Which part Shit. of the movie? Okay. I think we're kind of, like, having two different conversations was, right now. I think now. it was in the, the cornfield, I believe. Oh, like, it yeah. Got really, like, that. that's, again, like, I don't know how many aliens were in those, like, that final, or that, well, not, I keep saying final scene. It lasts for a while. It's not one scene. Oh, no, it was, it was three. Like, Krasinski, one of his notes said there was three total. Well, confirmed. yeah, but you don't know if, just because he's seen three, you don't know those are all there. Like, one of them could have wandered off to a different area. But I guess we should just but, assume there were three at the end and it wasn't just one casing the joint. <laughs> well, no, he, he killed, they killed the one. And then in the, the video feed, there was two more running towards them. Like, at the very, very end? Yeah. yeah, there like were way more than two. Oh, it looked like just two. I could have sworn yeah, I, I saw way saw, more. I thought I only saw two. Hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wiki this. Let's. I don't know. Maybe I just built it up in my mind to be more epic for her fi- fight afterwards. <laughs> you did want her to go edge of tomorrow. Two yes. would not be enough for that. <laughs> what was she called in that? Like. Uh, oh, actually, remember. it was something. It was something kind of derogatory. Never mind. Was it? I thought it was like, I think it it had bitch in it or something. Oh, uh, I don't know. It could be like crimson. crimson Her name bitch was Rita. It does not have it in IMDb. Um, Emily Blunt nickname. Having having destroyed one creature, Evelyn. Oh, that's her name. 
and the children observe from the television monitors two other creatures approaching. With their newly acquired knowledge of the creature's weakness, they mm. are ready to fight back. Oh, I definitely thought yeah. there was more than two. My bad. Yeah, it's all good. Um, but I, I honestly, like my, like I wrote in my review, I, I do want people to go see this movie. I just don't think seeing it in the theater is the best place. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna watch I would, it. Again. I would still see it in theater. Just I would wait, wait a week or two and go really in the middle long. of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just go to like an early bird, I guess. Yeah, but I, I know the next time I watch it is going to be sitting here in my chair with my TV and my headphones on, surround sound headphones. <laughs> That's going to be so intense. I am, I am so excited for that. So you're in, the moment where I put my hand to my mouth was when she stepped on the nail. <laughs> oh God. I kept thinking that someone else was going to step yeah. on it for a while. Like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, like did anyone tell the daughter coming down the steps that the nail was there? Because she kind of just motioned to her son, and her, the daughter was still upstairs. So it's like, is she going to step on it now? Oh, God, that was just... Ugh. It was the worst. It's like, she's already dealing with contractions, and now she has this nail in her foot. Also, that is, like, the most intense crib I've ever seen. If you can make oh, one I wanted like... to talk about that, too, earlier. It's like, I would have never <laughs> thought to do that. I would have just been like, we're having a baby, and we're all gonna die now. Because <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> cry. <laughs> There's... I mean, yeah, that that just seemed like... God, those they were such smart people. Like, they really planned that shit out. Yeah, they were like, smart, and they planned, and in the end, it didn't help them, necessarily. Like, like the growing sucks. level, the <laughs> escalating true. level of stakes was, like... And I know The Walking Dead kind of got bashed for this, especially in the later seasons, when it was just like, man, can't these people just at least catch a break? Which maybe... Which maybe was easier to take in an hour and a half setting. By the way, this movie was all, like just over an hour and a mm-hmm. half. How crazy! Um, I mean, that's not too weird for horror. Well, I, I feel like that that is the good horror. It good fit, kind of it horror. fit a lot into it though, mm-hmm. and yeah, for sure. I kind of I kind of wanted to keep seeing more. Like everything that could go wrong did. So it was like, and once they it looked like they had gone over in a hurdle. Oh look! Now the basement is flooding, and you don't know where your kid is. Where and, was oh, that by water the way, coming from? There's an. I was kind of confused by that. Like, did um, the, when the alien rampaged through the house, did it somehow like break the faucet off or something? Something like that. I forget. Yeah. Yeah, he came up. He came up from the basement, remember. and he's like, "Oh, someone was ha- unhappy with the decorations." Uh, what I would love is not not a sequel, but uh, a spinoff or something that takes place in the same. Like in the same world, just someone else's time. experience. Yeah, but then maybe like near the end, Emily Blunt and her kids. <laughs> she just show shows up. up like, Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> oh my God, she's the new Sarah Connor. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we all are very positive on this film. Mm-hmm. What, do, oh, oh, yes. Do we not know? <laughs> Oh, one thing I did want to say, it was it's kind of cool to see that this is something that maybe you guys again, like I I like to say that I like horror films, but unfortunately I don't have a huge like background knowledge for it. So, especially into like the classics. But like would you guys say that this trend of like quote unquote conscious horror film where there's like a lot of layers of depth or and not I shouldn't say layers of depth cuz that makes it seem like horror films just 
don't have any depth where obviously they do but like these types of horror films that have kind of some kind of underlying streak that can also appeal people outside of their stereotypical audience so get out has a lot of race commentary but it's also like super funny so it's got that aspect to it that could appeal to a bunch of people um this has a lot of family drama which i saw a lot of couples and older couples in it and so that appeals to them um i'm thinking about it it's a coming of age story so it's got that aspect to like appeal to those like people who are like super nostalgic and like grew up on films like stand by me or uh the sandlot and that kind of thing so but is that is that a recent trend or has that always really been present in horror film horror films especially like the really classic ones i mean horror runs the gamut yeah i think i think with um with it and get out yes but i think with i don't think a quiet place is as much of a i think you do have to be a more of a horror fan to really enjoy this movie I don't think it's going to get that same kind of draw, but uh, I think what we were having a horror renaissance, I think. We're having, since 2016, which we had movies like, I know, Lauren, I know you're not a fan, but the uh, It Follows and the Babadook, they, they did... <laughs> they did do and the witch. that was they, that the was the in there too. I, that was yeah, like a babadook they, sound right there that was awesome the witch the witch which is my my second favorite horror movie of all time uh, but they, they these movies kind of i don't know i feel like i feel like if you actually look into the movies you'll find it every year there's horror films that aren't like slasher level of just gore nonsense like, uh, like, let the right one in. That's not necessarily like a big, or what's the other? It's let me or what's no? Let, let the me right, in. Let me. Let in. me let in. Me yeah, in. let me yeah. in's the American version. Let, yeah, but I think I think what happened with that is that I don't think that was as uber popular. That kind of had like a cult status, as opposed to like okay. Get Out, yeah. It and A Quiet Place are like making box office bank, and and I think it's. It's because of the, like, horror movies are more original now. And it's also, I think, what Get Out, It, and The Quiet Place, um, it, it, they have, and, like, uh, that was another reason The Babadook and It Follows It So Well is because you gave two shits about the characters. People were getting tired of movies like, like, the Friday the 13th, the, the, uh, Nightmare Before Elm Street, where it's like, you want, you want the bad guy to kill everybody. That... That got tiresome. You want you want characters Again, to Again, I'm root still not with you on that. I want the, hor- the killer to kill everyone. You might want to talk to someone about that. Well, well, let me think <laughs> about like Jason. The 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 Friday the Thirteenth series devolved into like gag kills, like liquid nitrogen, putting someone's face in it, killing people in sleeping bags, like throwing them around. It's like it got. It became like, more about that- seeing. The face of the franchise yeah. happened to be someone. a mass serial killer. But then, but then my my the strongest one I think, and it, the the reason that I'm gonna come back to this, but Saw the first Saw. Oh my god, the first Saw is incredible. It's an, but it, the thing is, Hollywood got the wrong message. They're like, oh, if we do torture porn, like we're gonna make really good movies. It's like, yeah, people saw, them, but they were not good movies. They were just. Yeah, but I still feel like you can't just be like, because the torture porn genre exists, 
you put like a bad shadow over all horror. There's still great films coming out the same years when they're just not maybe as prevalent. Well, I, th- I think they were, yeah, I think they were overshadowed by by the hostels, the Saw, you know, 38. Yeah, uh, but we're still getting Texas like, Chainsaw we're still reboots. getting The Conjuring, Paranormal Activity, uh, right? things like but that, think- the others. But I think now it's it's changing slowly towards where that's what people want to see more than uh, Jigsaw. Because, I, you know, I think if Jigsaw came out five, six years ago, that would have made a killing at the box office. And now, it, yeah. it, like, I think it bombed. Have you, did you watch the new one yet? Is that out for Oh, rent? God, no. I, I stopped after Saw 3. I couldn't, like, I, I couldn't deal with it. I think it was the <laughs> second one, maybe, where there was a pit of needles... Like, oh, after God. that, like, I don't even have a phobia of needles, but that, like, it yeah. was bad. Like, well, I could two, not watch it after two that. Was, two was actually kind of good, but it got too, it definitely went into that torture porn too far. Yeah. But I think Hollywood yeah. for a long time. And we're still and, getting and big, stuff like that. Like, I'm worried about um, Truth or Dare. Well, I'm not worried about it. I don't care about it because it's that, like that. Yeah, that's going to be, it looks that stupid. Looks pretty awful. Because... I have no idea how this movie was made. What truth or dare? Like who? Who even? Oh my god! What are you talking about? It, just, it looks. There's so many horror films that get made that just, are awful. And this, yeah, who knows? Maybe it'll be good, but it looks stupid. bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but just I the smiles. Whole, like, the smiles. Cha- yeah, so the smiles. Like, what's uh, the point of the smile? Like, uh, well, do you remember? I sent you guys. I sent you guys that trailer, and I think Slenderman the same day. And I'm like, I was like, yeah, Slenderman. I'm super excited. And then I saw this, and I'm like. This looks actually kind of funny. But I don't <laughs> like think it's comedy. supposed to be funny. <laughs> oh, God, no, it's not supposed to be. <laughs> so I do think that horror is finally turning itself around, and we're going to get a lot more... Well, I don't think it's turning itself around. I think it's getting a focus on the right aspects of yeah. it. Yeah. A stronger well, and people, focus on it, and but, I think it's... So that's, that's where I wanted to, like, ask, because I know people say that the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre actually has a lot of subversive themes about like communism and capitalism and Oh well, yeah, you get that like, throughout the decades like uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers was like red scare type stuff. But I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre the reason that was so popular is because it actually it was so over the top violent for its time. That's true too, yeah. Like that was that was like the that, um, what was the West Craven one? What is the one? first the, slasher? Um, Scream. The first slasher is Psycho. Mm. Which I, I that think movie was a letdown. Not to get on a Psycho. I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen the original Psycho. I've seen parts of oh, the it's... remake, and I and I realized it was Vince Vaughn. I was like, ha! I won't be able to take this seriously. <laughs> well, that's actually it's a shot for shot remake, from what I understand. Like it's almost the exact same. Interesting. Uh, but... I think I, I, I am really excited about where horror is going. As someone who is, my brother and I are constantly like scraping the bottom of the barrel <laughs> trying to find like horror movies to watch on Amazon because we've seen all the good yeah, ones. Yeah, there's so many films. Like if you look through the selection of horror on Netflix, there's just so many. It's like, oh my god! Like uh, that's why I'm just saying that it runs the gamut when it comes to horror films because there'll be great ones and then you see some of these like titles it's like maybe it's better but 
Like Zombiever? Is that like a legit movie? That might actually be hilarious That's, or something. I don't know. I swear to God, I was actually about to bring that up. <laughs> that is a legitimately good movie. Okay, because I think I'd heard like, good things not... about it. But like, just when you're looking through stuff, it's like there'll be things that you see. It's like, that can't be yeah. good. Yeah, like Zombie, which is, I guess, like zombies at a zoo. Like zombie, <laughs> so zom- zoo zombie animals. animals yeah. It just sounds Zambum. No, I can't even try to say that. Zambum. <laughs> Granted, I'm I'm the kind of guy who's done like I've watched Black Sheep, not the Chris Farley one. I have seen that, but it's like the one with Killer Sheep. <laughs> so I, I've seen like I've seen the depths of stupidity <laughs> that horror has had to offer. So I'm really happy we're going further away from that, or at least focusing on the better parts of it. Maybe for the end, we should talk about would like. Obviously, we're all into it, but then I guess would we see it in theater? Or do we or how would we how would we recommend seeing this film? I mean, I'm gonna recommend seeing it in theater because I want people to see it and appreciate this movie, like see it soon enough because it's so good. It's like why wait? But at the I same would... time, like wait a couple weeks maybe if you. So it's maybe a little bit more quiet in your theater. Like you want you want your theater screening to be a quiet place. Wink. Yeah, I would I would recommend seeing it in theaters too, just because I I am with Zach. Whenever possible, if possible, see a theater, see a movie in theaters, see a theater in movies, uh, see a movie in theaters. <laughs> I I would like I would say if you could see it in a super quiet theater or maybe really far away from everybody else, yes, like an early bird, go by yourself. Don't don't bring someone to sit next to you reserve a seat that's like way away from everybody yeah but i did that and then everyone showed up including the guy who wouldn't stop talking to me well that's just really shitty luck i think if you really want the total experience like going into it i like i said i'm i'm gonna wait to see it again when i have my noise canceling headphones in the dark yeah my my noise canceling surround sound oh god it's gonna be awesome but i think we can all agree that Everyone, no matter what their their opinion on how to view a movie, they should see this movie if they're a horror and horror fan. I think that. Or if is... you're just a fan of good movies, go see it. You don't have to be a horror fan. This is true. Yes, um, but I think horror. Yeah, and horror fans are especially in for a treat because this might be the best one this year. It's so good. Heck, and, might and, be one of the best movies this year. Yeah, like I said at first, it's already the top of my list, but I mean, the year's young. But And I'm saying, like, horror movie, when I'm like, I know well in my head that there's a Predator movie coming out, and there's the, the new uh, Halloween. Like, I that is how much I love this movie. Yeah, but like, how many are, new Halloweens movies. have we had? But this one is actually, it's, um, shit, I forgot the name. I know Danny McBride's working on it, and there's one other guy, they're both super solid i can't wait for their um their interpretation and it's supposed to ignore halloween 2 through everything else <laughs> so it's a so it's a direct sequel to um the first one a sequel boot 40 years later so it's like superman returns we'll see how it does except maybe except maybe really good superman returns was I good know. I don't know what you're talking about. Wait, Lauren, are you talking about Superman Returns or Man of Steel? Both. I like them both. <laughs> Any last little bits before we before we wrap up here? Emily Blunt, you're a badass. Please come on the show. She's the best. Just go on YouTube and watch like all of her interviews ever. <laughs> oh, you should you should also go on YouTube and watch 
her and John Krasinski doing the vomit off Steve Stephen Colbert on his on late on the Late Show. It's hilarious. I'm not Zach Goldenberg, <laughs> who you can follow at at Zach Goldenberg wherever that works. Uh, MySpace, Friendster, LinkedIn. God damn it! I am Ben Zanga. Grimsby. Does anyone have a Zanga anymore? Shut the fuck up, John. <laughs> what is a Zanga? Ben... Is that like a Zoom? Oh my god, you guys are terrible. <laughs> I'm Ben Grigsby. You can follow me on Twitter at, at the Grigsby Bear, and you can follow all of us on Middle of the Road or middleofthero.com or on Facebook at Middle of the Row. I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at another Rahul J. Um, also, check out our episode or the second ever episode of Middle of the Dial that we put out this week, which is probably going to be like the week prior to when you actually hear this depending on what when this gets released. Um, I got to interview Chris Dudley from Under Oath. It was nuts. He's so nice and so awesome. Uh, their new album's out. It's called Erase Me, and it kicks ass. Definitely check it out. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at AnotherRahulJ, and follow us on Twitter, where you'll get updates whenever we post reviews or when we post podcast episodes. And that's at Middle of Row, hashtag NoThe. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofroad.tumblr.com. Make sure to come back and join us next week. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row. <laughs> <laughs>